Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. From the heart of the Carolinas, a breath of fresh air, a voice of reason, this is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you. Are you glad it's Election Day? I certainly am glad for a number of reasons. First and foremost, I'm glad for the opportunity. The opportunity to at least hold off. To somehow stunt the disintegration of this country. The destruction of our economy. The destruction of Americanism. I'd love to see those processes retarded because that's probably the best we're going to be able to do over the next couple of years. So it's an opportunity for that. The second reason I'm really glad today is Election Day, I am so sick and tired of these commercials. They are driving me absolutely crazy. I've talked about this before. But especially these fear-mongering, the sky-is-falling commercials. Give it a rest already. They're going to take away Social Security and Medicaid. It's so sickening. It really is. You know what's really sad? Is you have the same stunt pulled year after year after year after year. You ever notice that? There's really nothing new under the sun. Same tactics. Scare, 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 panic. (laughs) Fortunately, fortunately, there's the opportunity for change. And we hope and pray that we will actually see something take place that is different from before. Part of that discussion, which we will delve into today... I am really excited about the course that seems to be coming together within Republican circles. Raising the question as to whether it's time for leadership change in the Senate, if in fact it does change hands. We will talk about that. And it's more than one possible senator who is on that bandwagon. In fact, we may have a candidate. So here's what's making news. The Drudge election headlines. Sabato predicts Republican Senate. 51 votes. Blunted by abortion unpopularity of Trump. In other words, Sabato is saying this number would be even higher. If not for the abortion issue and the presence of Donald Trump. Betting market 70% chance. No boom, no bust economy. Dogs Biden. Poor guy. Nate Silver, three big questions I still have. Voting system firms battle right-wing rage against machines. Officials fear counting delays will fuel 
fraud claims. Pennsylvania voters scramble to cast new ballots after a lawsuit. Republicans sue to disqualify thousands of mail ballots in swing states. Election deniers on the ballot aim to run presidential vote in 24. Arizona becomes referendum on MAGA developing. Can't you just hear these stories breathlessly reported? (laughs) We begin here really with the mindset that very much drives so many to the polls today. What is the top concern? Well, according to the Breitbart Business Digest, inflation, hands down the most important issue on the minds of Americans. An economist YouGov poll taken of 1,500 American adults in the first week of November found 68% say they will be thinking about inflation a lot when casting a vote in this year's election. That's a higher share than any other issue. From the border to guns to abortion, except for the economy in general, which is up at 73%. When asked what the single most important issue facing the country is right now, 27% say inflation, followed by 10% for health care and the economy and jobs. The Biden administration struggling to present a palatable program for fighting inflation. There was the infamous Inflation Reduction Act, which we all know is a joke, which every reputable economist agreed would do little or nothing to reduce inflation. According to the Economist YouGov poll, just 32% of Americans say they approve of President Biden's handling of inflation. 54% say they disapprove of Biden on inflation. And in fact, 40% saying they strongly disapprove. One thing handicapping the Biden administration, the left doesn't take the issue seriously. Only 15% of Biden voters say inflation is the top issue. Among self-described liberals, just 9% say inflation is the top issue. Among Democrats, inflation is the number one issue for just 18%. That compares to 26% for moderates, 28 for independent voters. Similarly, the left thinks Biden's doing a great job in inflation. Job approval. Among Biden voters, a sky-high 65%. Isn't it wonderful? Among liberals and Democrats, 63%. Among independents, however, it's in the tank. Biden's job approval way down at 21%. Among self-described moderates, it's only 40%. Racial politics. This has to be disconcerting for Democrats. 71% of black Americans say they will be thinking a lot about inflation when they vote. 16% strongly approving of Biden's handling of the issue. 31% somewhat approving. These are black voters. 32% of black voters disapprove of Biden's handling of inflation. Among Hispanics, 62% said they will be thinking about inflation a lot, 46%. Disapprove of Biden's handling of the issue. 30% disapprove strongly. Just 38% approve. Among whites, 69% will be thinking about inflation a lot. 61% approve of Biden on inflation. Just 29% approve. This does not bode well for the Democrat Party tonight.
Now, we're likely going to know who's going to control the House and the Senate by the time the Labor Department releases its Consumer Price Index for inflation. A month ago, we learned prices up 8.3% from a year earlier. Core inflation, excluding energy and and food prices, up 6.6%. That is the largest annual increase since 1982. Now, economists are forecasting the year-over-year headline number will probably fall to 8%, but it's still going to be 66 for core inflation. This is not good news. Obviously, Americans can't vote inflation away, but solid majorities for the Republicans in the House and Senate could provide some relief. On the supply side, a GOP Senate majority could block climate activist appointments that are playing a role in discouraging domestic fossil fuel production. On the demand side, GOP majorities will be able to prevent the kind of overspending that got us into this mess. We can only hope (laughs) with the right kind of leadership. Will we get it is the question. Still to come, we're going to break down those numbers, how things could stack up after the votes are counted tonight and beyond. We will delve into this issue over the possibility of a leadership change in the Senate if the Republicans take over. And yes, there is a name that's getting floated out there for the new leader. Stay with us. Back of the broadcast over on the text line. Boy, this is so cruel. Vince, if that mummy gets elected to the Pennsylvania Senate, it'll have to be extremely stupid voters or a rigged election. (laughs) You guys are so cruel. Vince, how is it back in 1984, all ballots were paper. The next morning, we all knew the results. All this technology and computers. And it takes weeks. Seems as if it's all on purpose. Well, this is... Largely the result of this new mail-in phenomenon. Vince, I pray to God there's a red hurricane and Congress is in Republican hands. However, I hope the Republicans don't squander their chance to right this sinking ship we call America. Regardless, the decline will be slowed. More years of total DNC control will be gasoline on the fire of national mediocrity. Great line. Gasoline on the fire of national mediocrity. So clever. Also on the text line, did you see Katy Perry voted for Republican mayor for L.A.? Love the show. That is from Alan Farmer. Interesting. Vince, if Republicans take over and do nothing to fix things, we will be doomed for sure in following elections. By the way, remember I told you Already, we've got Joe Biden setting the stage to blame Republicans for the current economic conditions. That's what they're going to do, no matter what. The truth really doesn't matter. What matters is what narrative is successful in getting hold. Vince, whether you like Donald Trump or not, he is a genius. He's dangling his decision out there like a juicy carrot. And the Kool-Aid drinkers are salivating. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This election for upstate South Carolina is so important. 
increased population here. Did we gain more Republicans or Democrats here? What do you think Republicans will do to save our country? Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. You are a clown. Goodbye. <laughs> That's supposed to be uh, impressive somehow. All this printed and borrowed money had to be spent somewhere. The reason a plural dem- plurality of Democrats don't think inflation's a big a problem as everyone else is because more of it was spent on them, in essence, buying their votes at everyone else's expense. Yeah, this is how it works, isn't it? Rather unfortunate. If you would like to join the conversation, please do. The Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Let's talk about these numbers. I'm sure you're familiar with Larry Sabato. And one of the things that he does, he brings out the crystal ball and makes predictions for what will take place. Here is their conclusion. The GOP will take the Senate and the House, plus a small net gain in governorships. That's their conclusion. This is from the Center for Politics. Their final Senate pick, 51-49 Republican, or a net Republican gain of one seat. Boy, talk about thin margin. Our final House pick is 237 to 198 Republican, or a net Republican gain of 24 seats. Pretty ambitious. Our projected gubernatorial picture, 29-21 Republican, or a net Republican gain of one governorship. Not very much here. I want to bring up the page here that kind of lays out some of the significant races that we've been watching. Because I'm sure you will be intrigued by the change, the contrast of how things look now compared to before. Now, I'm trying to see if he has here a comparison of when this was because he has an old rating and a new rating. I don't know what the dates are. What matters is the old and the new are very different. Let's start with the Senate. At one time, he was calling this a toss-up. Now leans Republican. Nevada. It was a toss-up, now leans Democratic. Pennsylvania, at one time, leaning Democratic. It's an open seat. Now it's characterized as leans Republican. Then he has a bunch of House rating changes. And what's significant about what I see on this list, there are a bunch of yellows on the left side. You know what yellow represents? Toss-ups. I think he had three leans Democrat. And then looks like about 15 toss-ups for House races. You know what's happened now in the new ratings? There are one, two, three, four, five leaning Democrat. The rest of them, he's calling all lean Republican. If this really happens this way, this is going to be really devastating for Democrats in the House. Nancy Pelosi, and let me repeat the prediction I've made before. 
I predict that if indeed the House is lost to Republicans, Nancy Pelosi is going to not only lose her position as Speaker, she's also going to retire. She's not going to stay around and be a rank-and-file member of the House. I don't even think she'd want to be Minority Leader. Why bother? So it's a prediction you've heard here. She's gone. She's out of here. So a bunch of these races, and I don't see any of these races that are here in the Carolinas. Gubernatorial races as well. There were a total of six races identified in the third table of listings of races. Five out of six of those he listed as toss-ups, one likely Democratic. The new rating, he's calling two of those races to go to Democrats. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer, he's predicting, will hold on to her governorship up in Michigan. God help those poor people. Oregon, where there's been some speculation about the possibility of a Republican winning, calling that leans Democrat. But the rest of them, calling for Republicans. That's four out of the six. So that is a picture of things here. I'm looking at the map now, the Senate ratings, and looking at his chart. And by this chart, it looks like South Carolina, safe Republican. North Carolina, lean Republican. So... It looks like these two states are safe in any case. I remind you again, get out and vote. Don't just believe these polls one way or the other. Get out and vote. We'll talk about Senate leadership as we continue. Over on the text line, we have this. Vince, I don't think Trump should run again. However, if he does, I will vote against him in the primary. If he wins the nomination, he does have my vote. And then we have this person. Unfortunately, one of the dim bulbs texting in. Although you hated him, he is what's best for America right now. I can't even, I don't even know why I share texts like this when people just share nonsense. I mean, really. You sound like the worst of liberals. <laughs> you hate him. <laughs> Serious. This whole hate thing, this is what liberals do. If you disagree with them, you're a hater. There's no nuance. There's no just disagreeing with ideas or behavior or character or personality, whatever it is. You're just a hater. What it is, it's just lazy. That's what it is. Vince, I feel sorry for none of those states that vote back in those Democrats. Sadly, we won't know the real re election results tonight. 
in the age of mail-in ballots and court challenges, will be lucky if the races are called by Friday. May God save our country. I'm serious. I'm hoping and praying that it's so overwhelming that whatever comes in tomorrow is not going to matter. That's what I hope will happen. Then some of the shenanigans that are going on in the swing states truly discouraging. I'm praying the people are showing out in overwhelming numbers for the Republican Party because that's what it's going to take. Jeff also adds, I'd like to add this. Some are voting for the elephant. Some are voting for the donkey. A few are voting for the porcupine. But if we don't turn to the lamb, our nation is lost either way. Jeff, that is brilliant. Very, very impressive. Turn to the lamb. So we set the stage. You know the big issue that's on people's minds. It's all under the category economy. Whether you're talking about inflation, the energy issue, it's the economy. That is of utmost concern to most Americans, most sane Americans anyway. Now, I'm very much of the mindset I'd love to see some new faces in the House and the Senate. And one of the byproducts of this, we hope and pray, is the possibility of getting new leadership. Boy, would that be a novel idea. It would be absolutely shocking. But along the way, before we get to leadership, (laughs) I, I have to address the subject of panic. Because I'm telling you folks, there's a real sense of panic out there about the possibility of Republicans actually taking over. They're terrified. So you've got all kinds of liberals who are expressing their outrage, their disgust, their fear, frankly, their insanity. Uh, I should uh, check here, by the way. Chris, do we have the audio here of uh, Howard Stern? (laughs) Chris is like, yeah, we got it. You know, and and this is another example of this sense of resignation out there. People, they just cannot believe. And, And, hey, I made the point very clear here. I was still hoping that Herschel Walker would win in Georgia. It looks pretty promising today based on the polls. Although I do believe he still needs to address those very serious family issues. But it is funny to watch after all of the scandalous revelations about Herschel Walker. This guy should be way, way down in the 30s somewhere. But he's not. The polls are showing he's actually ahead. Howard Stern, you know, the original shock jock. He has taken a lot of heat for some comments that he made about Herschel Walker. Listen up. Everyone's just feeling really empowered to say whatever dumb thing is on their brain. And then they go, oh, come on. Come on, man. Give me a, you know, come on. Free speech. Free speech. Heil Hitler. Now let's move on. (laughs) Heil Hitler. Hitler threw the Jews in the ovens. Leave me alone. I just want to say things like that. I just want to, I just want to, I want to say what I have to say. 
Everyone's full of ideas, all dummy. Some of these candidates that people are actually... Herschel Walker, holy f***. They're saying he's going to win in Georgia. Are you f dummies? There's going to be, you know, and they always talk about another civil war. Well, I think there is going to be one. I mean, how could the f*** could you elect that guy? you got to be out of your f***ing skull. <sighs> I'm going to give you a game right now. Here's a game, Robin. We'll see how good you are. Yeah. I'm going to say Herschel Walker or Whack Packer. You tell me who said it. Uh -huh. this is, i got to say, I mean, are you kidding me? I don't care what party, what you believe, what you think would be good for America. Would you really vote for this f I don't know what he is. I was going to say like mental case. I don't, but I don't even know what that's fair to mental cases. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> All right. You're saying he's going to win. All right. Well, good. I mean, this is hilarious. These folks are absolutely unhinged. They cannot believe it. Cannot believe it at all. And then you got Nancy Pelosi, and this is a clear example of sour grapes. This woman knows her days are numbered. And I mean that. She, her days are numbered. She, no matter what, I don't think there's been any question the House is not going to remain under Democrat hands. It's not going to happen. Not only is this the end of her leadership, this is the end of her career in Congress. She's leaving. There's no question about that, especially with what's ha happened now to her husband. Now, on the way out, what does she do? She takes shots at the Republican Party. And here is how she's characterizing the Republican Party and the environment they've created. I agree with you, but I wouldn't say on all sides, because the fact is this is a one-sided assault on our democracy, an assault on our, the credibility, integrity of our elections and the rest. There has to be some adult supervision on the Republican side in order to say um, uh, enough. Enough, but why not? We need a strong Republican Party in our country. I've said that over and over again. You we, want a strong Republican Party? We, absolutely. <laughs> GOP is a strong Republican Party, done great things for our country, and they should uh, take pride in that instead of yielding to a cult, uh, to a thug, actually, the way I see it. <laughs> <laughs> to a cult and a thug. I mean... <laughs> I mean, this is all she's got. Really? This is all she's got. This is all they've got. Still to come in the broadcast, we are going to have a conversation about some very brave candidates who are standing up to Mitch McConnell. I don't know why all these people are saying bad things about me. I think I'm a wonderful guy. A wonderful guy. We'll talk about that much more as we continue to stay with us. Still to come out our broadcast today, yes, there's an election today, but it's also Transformation Tuesday, and we've got a real whopper for you coming up in just a few minutes from our friend, Dr. Steve Crosby, who's always on point. You heard the panic out of Howard Stern, out of Nancy Pelosi. These folks are absolutely terrified because they know it's coming. They know, in the very least, they're going to lose the House. And they have to keep up this drumbeat of fear and hysteria about the Republicans, the mega Republicans especially.
It's just crazy. Over on the text line, Vince, the Republicans gain control of the House and the Senate, which I'm praying for. I want results. I'm so tired of seeing these politicians in D.C. going down rabbit holes, not doing anything. If I wanted to see chimpanzees pooping in their hands and throwing at each other, I'd go to the zoo. <laughs> I love it. That's a great post. Kathy writes, what is sad is this should be a tsunami for Republicans. Because of Trump, it will be just a ripple. Ooh, blaming Trump here. Rob, out of Concord, I voted today, but I must admit I did so with a healthy dose of skepticism that anything will actually change. The GOP has disappointed me way too many times over the years. When will we stop looking to Raleigh and Washington for change and start looking to God and the person in the mirror? Rob, Rob, Rob. You are preaching, man. You're right on the money. Not going to learn. We're going to wait for the next savior to come along who's going to answer all of our questions and solve all of our issues. Vince, you know the economy and immigration control was running on all cylinders with Trump even being attacked on sides with made-up lies. No one else can withstand the pressure and attacks, including DeSantis. I don't believe that for one moment. I don't. I think it's sad that you believe that. That is just pure fiction. Referring to Pelosi, I assume, Vince, she said the very same thing you'd be saying about drinking the orange Kool-Aid. You know, kind of interesting, isn't it? Poor Nancy. She's traumatized. It's so terrible. Vince, your bumper music the last five months has been rocking. Any way you can post the bumper music you're using on your WBT page? I do not know. Very good question. Hey, Vince, Mitch, wonderful guy. Newsflash. We would have SCOTUS Merrick Garland, if not for the efforts of Minority Leader and for the strong voice of Donald Trump. Instead, we have three conservative constitutionalist lifetime appointments to show. Thanks, Mitch. You're a wonderful guy. <laughs> you as well, Mr. Trump. Let me just say again, I have given credit where it's due. I've praised Mitch McConnell. One of the few things that he's done of value over the past few years, he did get those judge nominations through that i give him credit for rick scott florida for republican leader in the senate either way jeff duncan for speaker not mccarthy hmm interesting the reason Herschel walker is still ahead in the polls because the effect on voters today due to any sins of his past from 20 years ago pale in comparison to what you're paying for rent groceries and energy and not feeling safe in your neighborhoods it's really that simple not surprising Vince, you can't, with a straight face, say you don't agree with Howard Stern about Herschel, Herschel Walker. Come on, man! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a sampling of some of the items here on the text line. You know, I've expressed concerns about Herschel Walker in several areas. I, I've just acknowledged that we're at a place where Folks, we're, we're, we're voting for the person who wears the same jersey. That's what this has all come down to. How about a little quote? And we're going to talk about the leadership issue in the next hour, in addition to having Transformation Tuesday. 
And we'll deal with the big announcement coming up next week. Already, they're trying to scare (laughs) Ron DeSantis away from the possibility of running for president. I love this Thomas Sowell quote. Thomas Sowell is one of my favorite thinkers. Get a load of this one. Activism is a way for useless people to feel important, even if the consequences of their activism are counterproductive for those they claim to be helping and damaging to the fabric of society as a whole. Oh my gosh, I've just been thinking about this so much recently. All the activist groups out there who are supposedly doing their activism for certain people, certain groups. And I think in many cases they hurt the people they claim to be helping. I've thought this so many times in recent days. Well, still to come on the broadcast, we do have Transformation Tuesday, and we'll deal with the Senate leadership. Is it time for a change? And who might be the instrument of change? Talk about that and much more as we continue in hour number two, which is straight ahead. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. From the heart of the Carolinas, a breath of fresh air, a voice of reason, this is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And here we are, hour number two of our broadcast. And let's begin with Transformation Tuesday. (laughs) I think I will skip some of the items here in the text line. Oh my goodness. Such toxicity sometimes that has to be overlooked how many of you i've got a good friend who will be quite intrigued by this post i'm going to send it to him how many of you and this especially for those of you who have been in christian circles have heard the expression the anointing the anointing it's very often you know we use this in reference to a preacher who's preaching. Oh, that person's really anointed or a singer, whatever it is. Something usually goes on in church service and we have this strong sense that, oh, the anointing is really here. Or you have some strong emotional stirring that takes place. Was well, Steve Crosby not so impressed Here's what he has posted. The anointing. Fewer terms are as meaningless as this one has become. Intellectual stimulation, deep Bible study is not the anointing. Emotional stimulation is not the anointing. Preaching that confirms your doctrinal bias is not the anointing. Music that moved you is not the anointing. Excitement? And enthusiasm is not the anointing. Large crowds and celebrity do not prove anointing. Things that reinforce your church culture and traditions are not the anointing. The confirmation, affirmation, and perpetuation of the stuff we like is meaningless and has no bearing at all on what is anointed. We just really, really like whatever and want more of it which we would then call revival. The incarnation, the transfiguration, the cross, the resurrection, and the ascension were all anointed. 
What did they have in common? No big crowds, no acclaim, no social media coverage, nobody there building their brand or identifying their tribe. Calvary was very anointed. None of us would have registered and paid to attend that conference to learn the seven steps to our next level of authority and victory. Ooh. This one is quite penetrating, isn't it? Just an example of the things that we value, sometimes that are lacking in substance. Just putting this out there for Transformation Tuesday. Well, many of you are hoping for transformation with an election today. At least a transition away from Democrat control, complete Democrat control, to at least one one particular body from Congress being able to push back against the radical agenda of the Democrat Party. I've expressed to you for quite some time my serious concern about the fact that in terms of the leadership that we need right now, I really do not believe Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell are up to the job. I just don't. I'm sick of seeing these folks. I really am. I know he's going to be very offended by me saying these things about him. The truth of the matter is, he's been there too long. Way too long. And as you well know, the reason these folks are there as long as they are, when they get into positions of power, they stay there by pretty much buying those positions. So they contribute to campaigns of people. They give certain members certain items in legislation to win their votes over and to win their support. That's how this stays in place for so long these strongholds of control very glad to see the hills reporting that chatter is growing over the possibility that rick scott may challenge mitch mcconnell i'm not necessarily a big rick scott fan but i'm just telling you folks anything is an improvement over mitch mcconnell i'm not the only one saying this prospect of Senate Republicans picking up as many as two to five seats in the midterms, fueling chat over a showdown between Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell and National Republican Senatorial Committee Chair Rick Scott in a race to serve as Senate Majority Leader. Scott stoked speculation about his leadership ambitions on Sunday when he refused to rule out challenging McConnell, who says he has the votes to win. One Senate Republican strategist told the hill he might do it i hope he doesn't (laughs) when asked if scott could challenge mcconnell scott declined to endorse mcconnell as majority leader sunday during an interview with nbc's meet the press asked by chuck todd if he planned to run for leader if republicans win the senate majority scott said i'm not focused on anything except getting a majority tuesday night todd then interrupted mid-sentence to interject that's a (laughs) non-answer It certainly is. It's a possibility, the television host concluded, which Scott did not dispute. 
Senate Republican insiders say Scott's silence on the question of whether he might challenge his colleague is puzzling because he told CBS News in mid-February he would absolutely vote for McConnell to serve another term as leader. Scott said at the time, I can't imagine there will be a leader besides Mitch McConnell. Since then, their relationship has become strained over differences on political and fundraising strategy. You might remember a few months ago, Mitch McConnell made a public statement questioning the, the quality of candidates. Do you remember that? And this was a comment that was very offensive to Rick Scott. McConnell pointedly told reporters March 1st that he, not Scott, would be majority leader for Republicans capture the Senate. McConnell wasn't happy. Scott released his own 11-point plan, which called for sunsetting all federal legislation after five years. Let me tell you what will not be part of our agenda. We will not have as part of my agenda a bill that raises taxes on half of the American people and sunsets Social Security and Medicare within five years. That's what McConnell said at the time. Scott, who was standing beside McConnell at the beginning of the news conference, walked away from the podium before McConnell took questions. A second Republican strategist said Scott may be trying to position himself as a potential rival to McConnell to boost his own national profile, even if he doesn't challenge him for the top leadership job. One of his advisors said a fight for McConnell is good for him. And he's trying to raise his profile to see what choices are post-NRSC. Noting Scott is also thought to be weighing a run for president in 2024. He's also a loyal ally of former President Trump, who's feuded with McConnell, is likely to run for president again. That would be Scott's major advantage against McConnell. By the way, McConnell's no longer on speaking terms with Trump, who attacks him on a regular basis. The ex-president called on Republicans last week to impeach McConnell if he supported a plan to eliminate the federal debt ceiling. So they are not friends at all. Coming up, the Senate candidates who are saying, no thank you, Mitch. Stay with us. This will probably come across as about two or three texts. I'm a Pentecostal preacher's kid. To hear how you just explained anointing is absolutely backwards. Anointing is a preacher who is able to prophesy over their flock. It's also someone who can lay their hand on the sick and be healed or raise the dead. That's anointing. I disagree with the fact just because it makes us feel good it isn't anointed. The Bible teaches totally different. I think the point that Steve was making if you go to a text like the text for Jesus, the one he quotes about the Spirit of God being upon him, to accomplish all the things you've just described, and this is for the entire body, by the way, it's not just for preachers, which is really very important to remember, but it's for a specific purpose, and it's for a redemptive purpose. It's not simply to make people feel good. Big difference. Important clarification. So I hope that is helpful. Vince, people like Mitch McConnell, they've completely corrupted the vision of what the fathers had in mind in terms of national service. As far as McCarthy goes, I'm from California. There's no bigger rhino in Congress than him. 
by the way, by the way, I need to before I go further. I don't know why I didn't do this earlier, but I need to look up Rick Scott's Liberty Score with Conservative Review. Hmm. I wonder where he stands in that particular department. Rick Scott. Ooh, very impressive. I, but before I give you the number, I want to look up Kevin McCarthy's because I have a general idea where Kevin McCarthy stands in this particular area. Because I've talked about this plenty of times. That when you look in the leadership of the Republican Party, I think uh, it's been a while since I went through the entire list. But most of the leadership of the Republican Party, their liberty scores at best were C's, but there were a number of D's and F's. Would you listen to me for a moment, folks? And I, I plead with you just to listen to me for one moment. Because I think it's really important to understand the significance of what I'm sharing with you right now. If we're concerned about conservatism, this is not about somebody's fealty to a certain person or party or anything like that. This is about this person's actual voting record. How do they actually do? When they're in office, how do they vote? Do they vote conservatively? Or would you be just as well off as you had a Democrat in that position? Let me first talk about the House before I get into the Senate. You want to know what the Liberty score for Kevin McCarthy is right now? It's a freaking 54. No. And I would not just say no. I say hell no. No, Kevin McCarthy. This is pathetic. How in the world do you as a Republican have a freaking 54 and you're supposed to be a leader? Let me talk about the Senate. Mitch McConnell been in office since 1985. There's part of your problem right there. You want to take a wild guess as to what his liberty score is? It's it's abysmal. It's a 44. Do you see what these folks have in common? They're not conservatives. None of them are. See, this is part of what frustrates me. Because, I, and I'm just going to call all of you out, folks. You've allowed these morons to skate during this entire Trump era. Because, frankly, all that's mattered is Donald Trump. As long as they bent over and they planted one on his rear end, many of you didn't care. And now, Donald Trump's gone. Guess who's still there? Mitch McConnell, with his freaking 44 Liberty score. This is pathetic, ladies and gentlemen. By contrast... Where does Rick Scott stand? It's been in office since 2019. This is what's funny. Mitch McConnell has a 44. Do you want to know what Rick Scott's score is? You double Mitch McConnell's. Just about double. Rick Scott has an 86. He's a reliable conservative. 
has a B Liberty score as opposed to an F. And Mitch McConnell's is not just a low F. It's a freaking low F. This is like you failed the course. You're an absolute moron. You ought to try something else. Folks, this is really important stuff. Because if we keep recycling these same people and allow these same people to go back, we're going to get the same thing we had last time. Let me quickly go through these because it's really important. Arizona Republican Blake Masters. Mitch McConnell's will not Mitch McConnell will not own me. Blake Masters believes Republicans need new leadership in the Senate declared Mitch McConnell will not own me should the candidate win his election against Mark Kelly. During an interview with the Wall Street Journal, Master City hopes a conservative senator challenges McConnell for the top GOP Senate position, adding, I certainly think we need new leadership. McConnell won't own me. McConnell doesn't love me, and clearly he had a chance to help. He didn't do it. Doesn't want me in there. But he's about to be stuck with me. I hope he wins. Back in September, by the way, a McConnell-aligned super PAC, the Senate Leadership Fund, reportedly pulled $9.6 million in advertising that was reserved for the Grand Canyon State's U.S. Senate race, according to Axios. The SLF was confident other conservative groups would place money behind masters. Ultimately, PACs, including the Sentinel Action Fund, MAGA Incorporated, and Saving Arizona, poured millions into the race to bolster masters. Now the race is neck and neck on the eve of Election Day, with a Republican candidate showing a slight lead. Masters holding a razor-thin lead over Kelly among likely voters 50 to 49. Wow, this is tight. The Libertarian dropped out of the race and endorsed Masters. He was at 2%. I hope he wins. I do. Josh Hawley out of Missouri, said he would not support Mitch McConnell for Senate Majority Leader. Senator made his declaration during a campaign stop yesterday. I don't imagine I will, no. That's what Holly said when asked if he would support Mitch McConnell. I'm not sure if any other senator will run or not. Nobody's indicated they would, but my view is we need new leadership in that position. Holly ticked off a list of decisions over the last two years he disagreed on. Ukraine funding, infrastructure and public safety bills, campaign spending. I don't agree with the idea that you go out there and badmouth our own candidates in the middle of an election, which Mitch McConnell did. So again, folks, we've got a third one, and you will hear from her directly. Boy, she comes out swinging. I hope she wins as well. You'll hear her voice next on the program. All right, some important things to get to on the text line first. Vince, great idea to pray before voting. I doubt Jesus would want people to vote for a party that wants to discourage religious freedom and tear down family values. Have a wonderful day. That's from Marvin. Also, Alan out of Gastonia says Tom Tillis, a reliable rhino. 
Mike says, Vince Coakley, thank you. I assume my briefing on these Liberty scores. I need to be much more diligent about this, by the way. I'm reminding you with these. You did it again, Vince. Here come the Kool-Aid drinkers. You think so? <laughs> Mitt Romney's basically a Democrat masquerading as a Republican. Brother, we don't need new leadership. We need leaders, period. <laughs> I hear what you're talking about. Well said, Vince, just like you were talking about anointing of church leadership ignores the overall message of the gospel. So it's the same with the anointing of Trump, and only Trump ignores the message of conservative principles. Now we have McConnell, David out of Lyman, sharing that. Vince blamed Kentucky voters, Rand Paul, who backed McConnell's reelection. As for McCarthy, his excuse, he's from the people's socialist state of California, which doesn't say much for all those rhinos in Congress who put him in a position of power. Good day. It's Russ out of Moonville. Let me very quickly get to a couple of pieces of audio. One of them is from a woman. Her name is Kelly Shibaka. She's running to represent Alaska in the U.S. Senate. I know this is an uphill battle for her. But she had some very, very strong words to communicate about Mitch McConnell. If she is somehow elected to the U.S. Senate, where she stands on the current minority leader. Listen up. <laughs> Mitch McConnell knows he doesn't have my support. He's not a leader. He's only in it for himself. He's just counting who's voting for Mitch McConnell to hold leadership. He'd rather have a minority he can control than a majority he won't. And he knows that I won't be bought and I won't be bullied by the insiders in D.C. I think that that terrifies him. But I think that's exactly what the American people want. They want people who represent us. We're tired of career politicians. We want public servants. We don't understand why their quality of life increases while our cost of living increases. Why are we paying for the popularity of the people in D.C.? We're saying enough's enough. Government's supposed to be of the people, by the people, for the people. Mitch McConnell is defying the determination of the delegates of the Republican Party in Alaska. The Republican Party didn't start in D.C. with the sovereigns ruling over us, telling us what we're supposed to do. It started with like-minded people in America saying we're coming around to common values and common interests, and we're going to form a collective. It's our First Amendment right to assemble and say this is what we believe. Mitch McConnell is a senior Republican leader in Kentucky, a senator in Kentucky coming up here in Alaska trying to tell us who our senator is supposed to be. They removed Murkowski and censured her from the Republican Party before I ever announced my campaign. Not Mitch McConnell. He's telling us who our senator is supposed to be. He doesn't get my support because he's not representing the people of Alaska. He shouldn't get anybody's support. He's just in it for me, myself, and I. So I'm not sure who's going to rise up and say that they're going to try and take on leadership of the Republican Party. But I say anybody is better than Mitch McConnell because we need to lead our country forward with people who have courage and common sense. And that is not Senator McConnell. Ouch! <laughs> Can you imagine... I can't believe she would say those horrible things about me. I happen to be a wonderful person. I think I'm a great person. In fact, my wife thinks I'm a great person. My goodness, how dare she? I hope she loses that election. Because I need my plant. I need my surrogate. Ms. Murkowski, I need her there. So she can vote for me. It's all that matters. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Any case, folks, this will be fun to watch. It will be. I sure hope Rick, Rick Scott does step up to the plate. My feeling, though, is that there are going to be a lot of people afraid to even think about crossing Mitch. Because if this 
fails. Don't you know Mitch is going to have nothing but retribution for the people who would dare cross him? This is how these these folks work. This is like the mob. It really is. It's like the mob. And Nancy Pelosi, for all of her running off of her trap, she's done the same thing. Another quick thing before we move on. As you know, a big announcement's coming next week from former President Donald Trump. You already know that Donald Trump took a cheap shot at Ron DeSantis the other day, calling him Ron DeSanctimonious. Well, his lawyer, Alina Haba, actually issued a stern warning. I want you to listen to this conversation. Um... (laughs) This is a conversation about the possibility of Ron DeSantis running for president. Listen up. I know a lot of people have opined about Ron DeSantis saying, oh, he'd be a great VP. But he hasn't actually played it that way. No, I I don't think so. And, you know, DeSantis is DeSantis because of Trump. That's exactly right. So I can't speak to that because I'm not the... I think I like what DeSantis is doing in Florida, but he needs to stay in Florida. A hundred percent. I voted for him for governor. Yeah. Yeah, listen. The governor. Just stay where you are. You're doing a great job in Florida. And I think I think if he does that, I think he's got a great shot in four years to run. That would be perfect. In don't my jump the gun. Yeah, don't, don't jump the gun. He's not ready yet. He's no. not ready yet. You know, he's just gotten his feet wet. And yeah. I think that's a problem that a lot of politicians do. And then they jump the gun. Or I think we'll see a couple people run. Maybe that they're running out of time and they need to make their run right now. Yeah. So that might be true. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be curious we'll to see. see how it plays out. Give me a bucket, please. <sighs> this is so ridiculous. These people have a lot of nerve, don't they? From my perspective, they've got a lot of nerve. Saying Ron DeSantis isn't ready. Ron DeSantis is who he is because of Donald Trump. Give me a break. (laughs) But this is how these folks function. This, and I've said it before, this is a cult. And if for no other reason than this, I hope Ron DeSantis does make the decision to run. I really do, because we do need people of character, people who are committed to foundational constitutional values and are able to get legislation passed. That is a very important thing to do, because that is the next frontier for Congress once we capture the House, the Senate, and the presidency. It's vital to get legislation passed. Executive orders are not going to cut it. It will not do during this era or any era. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. 